Relax, radio is still radio. Welcome to the Sportscasters Club Radio Show, where it's all about becoming a better sportscaster and a better sports fan. And now, your host, a man who began his sportscasting career by sleeping on hotel floors during road trips, Rick Schultz. Welcome to the Sportscasters Club Online Radio Show. I am Rick Schultz. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode, and thank you for all of you out there who have shared this program with friends, with sports fans in your life, and with aspiring sportscasters that you know. I also want to thank the fans who have been listening and subscribing to the podcast, especially those in Beacon, New York, in Albany, New York, in Middletown, New York, Holyoke, Massachusetts, Manhattan, New York, Binghamton, Watertown, Kingsbridge, Brentwood. I'm just seeing some of the cities. It seems like we have a lot of listeners in New York State, Danbury, Connecticut. I know we've got some in Santa Clarita, California, Patterson, New Jersey, Orlando, Florida, Syracuse, New York, Columbus, Ohio, Melbourne, Victoria. So we really span the globe here on the Sportscasters Club online radio show. Thank you so much for listening. Today's program, we're going to talk about what occurred a couple weeks ago when the Oakland A's announced that their baseball games will no longer be broadcast on regular radio. Instead, they will move to a streaming format so most listeners can listen to games. They just can't turn on the radio. And this has sparked a lot of opinion and a lot of emotion out there. And I think rightly so because baseball on radio is special. Baseball on radio in many ways is sacred, and many of us feel that baseball is better on the radio than it is on TV for one reason. The pictures are better. Think about that. So how about the Oakland A's and this decision? Is it the right decision? How will fans be affected? I have some thoughts coming up. Is this the year you want to learn all you can about a sports broadcasting career? Visit our website, sportscastersclub.com, for articles, tips, advice, and a ton of free resources. All right, welcome back to the Sportscasters Club online radio show. I'm Rick Schultz, and let's talk about the Oakland A's and the fact that they're moving to a streaming service for radio. But first, let's talk about baseball on the radio. Baseball has always been special on the radio. Well before TV, fans could tune in to radio broadcasts and that is how they followed our national pastime. That's how they learned about the game. That's how they followed the stars and the teams of the day before they could open up a newspaper and read about them, before they could find them on television, certainly before they could open up a smartphone and click away and find out anything they'd want to know or see all the highlights before Sports Center and Baseball Tonight, fans had radio. And it was special because it was, radio is such an intimate medium because you're, allow, you're able to establish a bond one-on-one. And when you listen to the best broadcasters from today, spanning back 
years and decades. It's all about the bond they're able to build with the listener. It's such an intimate medium because you feel as if the broadcaster is talking directly to you. And that's what's so special about it. It also, it also brings your imagination into the picture. It, it engages your imagination because you have to picture it. When a batter slaps a hard line drive down the right field line and it bounds into the corner and bounces off the wall and Aaron Judge picks it up, fires quickly into second base, you're picturing that in your mind's eye. You're picturing that word picture. And it might look different to me than it does to you. But that's what's special about radio because it it is such a personal medium that connects directly to our own imagination. And that's why baseball has always been special on the radio. The other thing that's been great is we've been able to just turn it on and it's there. I mean, think about it. In the summertime, you're at the beach, you're in the car, you're doing some yard work, you're taking care of some things around the house, you're walking the dog, you're out with the kids. Wherever you are, you can turn on the radio and hear a ball game. And it's like that friend, that companion that's with you throughout the summer. That's one of the special things about baseball and specifically baseball on the radio. Incidentally, quite a few years ago, I wrote a great, in my mind, great article about this on sportscastersclub.com. And I had quotes from Marty Glickman and some other broadcasters like Bill Rogan and George Como and and talking about baseball and what has always made it special on the radio. That article is included in the book that's available on Amazon, Secrets of Sports Broadcasting. So if you want to read that, you can check it out there, or you can see the original version on our website. But it talked about how baseball began on radio, and how it's always been special, and this is way before TV. So how about the Oakland A's? The Oakland A's now announcing that Their games will no longer be available on radio. They will be streaming. And so many people are up in arms about it. A couple great articles that I read from a couple people, baseball writers, sports writers, that I really have a ton of respect for. First, Ray Ratto wrote a great article out on the West Coast talking about the impact and how some fans that are not in the Oakland market can actually listen on radio, but in the Oakland market... It's only going to be streaming, where they can catch athletics ball games on streaming devices, streaming service. And also another great article by Phil Mushnick, who, if you've been in any of my classes, both at Fordham WFUV when I was the sports director there, and also at Marist College where I taught and the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, Phil Mushnick's articles and stories have been staples, and they have been Um, that's really been the way we started our classes for years. The beginning of the class, we would read Phil Mushnick and Bob Raceman, and then maybe some others, and then we would discuss. And that's how I began my classes at Fordham and at Marist and at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. And that's how highly I think of, of Phil Mushnick's work and how he dissects the sports media industry. Nobody knows it like he does, but he... He's not taking it so well. He's he doesn't think this is a great development at all. I I not, I agree ninety nine percent of the time with Phil Mushnick, and it's funny because I would sit in the class and I would throw out these articles and we would all read them, and ninety nine percent of the time I would agree with Phil, and most of my students would disagree 
and they they would always look at me like I was the old cranky guy, you know, clinging to tradition and to to norms and to the way things were in the past, whether it be with baseball on the radio or or otherwise. But this is one case where I have I have embraced technology, and I think radio is still radio, and it's going to be radio. The only difference is that now instead of flipping on my little transistor or my Walkman or my boombox or my stereo or whatever I've always listened to ball games on, instead of turning that on, now I'm going to do it on my phone. So if I'm an Oakland A's fan, I can stream it right to my phone and listen. And honestly, that is more convenient for listeners now. And I think you're going to see more teams move to this model after this season. Not so much a monetary thing, although it does open up a lot of different possibilities in the way things are are billed out as far as ad revenue and and opportunities that way for ball clubs and for media partners. But I think it's a great thing because there have been many times in the past, let's say five years, when I've wanted to listen to a ball game and I had my phone with me and I got in there and started looking for apps and ways and and it's not always that easy. And I wanted to listen on my phone because I wanted to listen at the beach or doing yard work or on a walk with the dog or with the kids or wherever I was where I used to listen to it on the radio. Now I want to listen to it on my phone because it's ubiquitous. The phone is everywhere we go and we consume media on the phone or on the pad. And that's how we do it now. And when I listen to something on the phone, if it's play-by-play of a game, it's still the same broadcast as it would be if I were turning on WFAN 660 on the AM dial. It's still the same thing. My imagination is engaged. My mind is thinking. I'm clued into the game. I'm listening. It's a very intimate medium. The only difference now is where you get it, whether it's the phone or whether it's turning on the radio. And a lot of cars nowadays, you can connect it so you turn it on and it connects directly to your phone so there's no difference at all. So I think I think this is a great development. Ray Ratto may disagree. Phil Mushnick might disagree. But I think I would love it if our local teams would move to the streaming-only model. And I understand that maybe some fans this would be a hardship for, but I think the vast majority of fans would rather listen to the games and listen to this content, the radio broadcasts of their team, through their mobile device and through a streaming service. So the Oakland A's, they've been, they've been on the edge. They've pushed the envelope with a lot of things, as we've seen, on the field and off over the years, all the way back through Charlie Finley. Just read a great, a great autobiography about Charlie Finley. Actually, it was probably a couple years ago, but it's sitting right behind me over here on my shelf. Really good book. But the Oakland A's have been on the front, on the forefront in a lot of ways, and I think this is a good move. Moving to a streaming service, I wish more teams would follow suit, and I think they will. Coming up, we've got not one question, not two questions, but as I look down here, three questions. And hopefully you'll send your questions in as well. But when we come back, we're going to tackle these questions here on the Sportscasters Club online radio show. 
If this is the year that you want to improve your sports broadcasting skills, then why not start your own podcast? It's simple and fun. We use Buzzsprout to host our podcasts, and you can too. Simply click on the Buzzsprout link in today's episode notes. And if you have questions while you are creating your podcast, let us know. We'd like to help you. Now it's time for the best part of our show, your questions, our answers. To ask a question for the program, send an email to questions at sportscastersclub.com. All right, glad to have you back. Question number one today comes from Tyler in Pompton Lakes, New Jersey. And Tyler says, do baseball broadcasters get sick days? <laughs> I hope not. I hope they stay healthy. But that's a funny question, Tyler. And I guess you're you're kind of alluding to the fact that it's a long season and baseball, like no other sport, is every day. In the major leagues, you may get one off day a week. But when I was broadcasting in the minor leagues, at the lower levels in the New York Penn League, there were 76 games in 79 days from June through early September. So we would have three off days, roughly one a month. And honestly, I was bummed out when we had those off days. Yes, I'd get to do laundry. I'd get to catch up with friends that I haven't seen. I'd get to do all the normal things that 18 or 20-year-olds would do because those are the things I missed a lot when I was broadcasting a game every day. But the truth of the matter is I didn't want an off day because I, I lived for being at the ballpark. I couldn't I couldn't wait to wake up and go to the ballpark again because that's all that consumed me. This is before I had a family of my own and so that was my focus, my sole focus and I loved it. Um, broadcasters as they get older and have other commitments, yes, certain broadcasters do take time off. I mean, if you recall last year, Michael Kay took some time off for some health things he was going through. Uh, it's not uncommon for a broadcaster to take a day off, whether it be a sick day or typically what's more usual is a, a scheduled time off. So you may have multiple broadcasters that rotate. You'll see, let's say in New York, Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling, they have scheduled days that one of them is going to be with Gary Cohen, the other one's off, and then they'll rotate. And certain road trips, some broadcasters will go to and some won't. So Yes, broadcasters do get off days, uh, depending on, on which type of medium you're working on. Uh, if you're hosting a sports talk show, then yes, you'll get vacation time. I mean, it's not like it, it's not like a typical 9-to-5 office job, but in some respects it is, because you get certain vacation time. And definitely if you're, if you're sick and, and, and to the point where it's going to hinder the broadcast, then you're better off not being there. And it's funny, that's how... Marv Albert got his start when when Marty Glickman wasn't necessarily a sick day, but he said he couldn't get to a venue, I think it was because of a snowstorm, and he wasn't going to be able to make it. So his mentor, Marv Albert, had to take over and broadcast the game. And although he maybe didn't admit to it, I think Marty might have had something up his sleeve knowing the great talent he had in Marv Albert and wanting to give Marv a shot. So maybe, maybe Marty didn't get there because he, you know, maybe didn't want to that day. That's the kind of guy Marty was. Terrific guy. Great mentor, great teacher and coach. 
But yes, broadcasters get sick days, and that's the answer to that. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks for the question. And if you have questions, you can certainly shoot them into us at questions at sportscastersclub.com. Our second question of today's broadcast is from Sarge in Minneapolis. Sarge asks, can I start a career at a seminar? There is one next month here in my town. I guess he's talking about Minneapolis. But I don't want to waste my money if it's not worth it. Good question, Sarge. I think seminars are great, great ways to learn. I mean, depending on what kind they are. I mean, I'm, I'm a podcaster, obviously, on this program. I've never been to any of the, the podcast seminars. But if you listen to Pat Flynn or Dan Miller or any of the, the really established podcasters, it's, you get a lot of value from being around like people, going to event an event maybe on a weekend, and networking with people. It's a great way to learn. It's a great way to build relationships. Um, in terms of the sports broadcasting arena, one of my earlier coaching positions and teaching positions before Fordham and Marist was at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. And I, I sometimes I would teach regularly. I can remember teaching a, a Saturday all-day seminar at the um, Hasbrook Heights location in New Jersey. And we had maybe 30 people that attended and I taught all areas of sports broadcasting for a full day. And we had students that were 18 years old and aspiring sportscasters. We had, you know, f- sports fans who were thinking about leaving a 9-to-5 job. And it was a great way for them to immerse themselves for a day, find out a lot of the behind-the-scenes of the industry, to, to decide, number one, do they want to pursue the industry? And number two, where they might fit in. In, in sports broadcasting. So, yes, seminars are great. They're a great way, oftentimes very inexpensive. I mean, that's kind of why we do this program here and why we have so much content at sportscastersclub.com. Uh, we've got, obviously, the seven-hour online course you can take. Uh, we've got a lot of free resource, hundreds of articles, a ton of books on Amazon. You can link to all of it from our website, sportscastersclub.com. And later this year, we're looking to put together a little bit something more for you to to come in and be part of our group virtually. So definitely uh, send us your name and information, Sarge or anyone else, if you're interested in that, if you're you're looking uh, to get more involved. Questions at sportscastersclub.com is a great email. But yes, Sarge, the answer to the question is seminars are usually great. I wouldn't go spending thousands of dollars on one, but... Take advantage. It's a great way to to figure out what you like, where you might fit in in the industry, but most importantly, learn from people, meet people, and network and, and build relationships. Take advantage. Definitely would do that. Our third and final question today comes from San Diego, California, and it's from Tammy. Tammy says, how can I publish a book on Amazon? Wow. Well, Tammy, since since I've put, I think, five on Amazon, Minor League Baseball Revealed, um, A Renegade Championship Summer, Untold Tales from the Bush Leagues, Secrets of Sports Broadcasting. Those are four of the sports books that I have on Amazon. And it is a lot of work. It is a lot of fun. But Tammy, you can do it. I think the best place to start, the first place I started was there's a, a Kindle book called Building Your Book for Kindle. It's a free download. Just just pull it off of Amazon. 
and that will tell you the technicalities and how you actually format a book. So you can format it as you write, or you can write it and then format it. That's usually what I do when I'm writing a book for Amazon. My process simply goes like this. I'll write the entire thing in a Google Doc or Word when I first started 10 years ago. And then I'll go through and I'll follow that guideline from that that resource I just referenced. And I'll go through and I'll format the entire thing. Then I have people I work with as far as a cover um, and some of the other things that go with it. Then I upload it as an ebook. Then I format it again for a paperback and you can do it on CreateSpace to have a paperback version. And then I go through and I format it for an audiobook. So my books are all on audio, paperback, and ebook. And I'm pretty technical, but I'm no wizard. I'm no I'm no Steve Jobs. I'm no computer wizard, trust me. So if I can do it, you can do it. Start with that one resource. If you have questions along the way, shoot me an email at questions at sportscastersclub.com. Let me know what the specific issue is you're having trouble with. And again, um, stay close to us here on the podcast because we're going to be announcing ways that you can um, get even closer and join our, our group here. We've got some cool things coming up in the weeks and months to come. So stay uh, tuned here on the Sportscasters Club radio show for that. So yes, that's where I would start, Tammy. Download that resource and go ahead and get started. Some great questions today. Thank you to Tyler. Thank you to Sarge. And thank you to Tammy. And again, if you have questions, the email is questions at sportscastersclub.com. When I come back, we're going to wrap this puppy up. Are you enjoying the Sportscasters Club online radio show? If so, please hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. When we release each new show, you'll be the first to know. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app today and we'll keep the awesome, cool, entertaining, and informative material coming. Well, another episode almost in the can here at the Sportscasters Club online radio show. Really appreciate you joining us. And again, we talked today about the Oakland A's moving their baseball radio broadcast away from radio and to streaming service. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's the future. And I think it opens up the door for more listeners to be able to listen. Instead of turning on the radio, they simply open up an app on the phone. And I think everything else after that will be seamless and no different for the fan. They'll still be able to enjoy the magic of of baseball on the radio, and I think that is what I want to preserve, and I think that's going to be preserved by this change. So if you have an opinion, let me know what yours is, but that's where I fall on this issue. And we had some great questions today. Thank you for everyone who wrote in their questions. Keep them coming. We've got some great episodes coming up. And again, if you've just tuned in and, and caught our podcast for the first time, Go back to the beginning and listen because you might learn a lot, whether you're an aspiring sportscaster or an established sportscaster or just a, a diehard sports fan that wants to know more. So I think you'll all find value there. You'll enjoy it. And if you have an idea for what we should cover on an upcoming episode, let me know that as well. I've got a bunch of great things coming up, but always willing to take your considerations and things that you think would be helpful to you into account. I'm Rick Schultz. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time on our next episode of the Sportscasters Club online radio show.
Thanks for listening to the Sportscasters Club radio show at sportscastersclub.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you will never miss an episode. And thanks for liking, sharing, posting reviews, and spreading the word. Thank you.